The U.S. yields fell sharply on a robust five-year bond auction yesterday. The U.S. dollar extended its losses and the prospects of lower oil prices further amplifies expectations of continued disinflation, thereby softening the Federal Reserve expectations as well. Now, whether Saudi Arabia can intervene in this scenario remains uncertain. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So the rebound in U.S. bond yields didn't last long yesterday. The U.S. sovereign bond yields fell as rapidly as they actually rose on Monday as a 55 billion U.S. dollar worth of auction of five-year U.S. bonds actually saw a strong demand after a weak sale of two-year bonds. So, so the U.S. five-year bond yield returned to 4.40% level yesterday after the auction. The U.S. 10-year yield also snapped back to 4.40% after an attempt past to four and a half percent level yesterday early in the morning while the u.s two-year yield was under pressure and retreated to 4.87 percent level but but the critical level to watch here is the 4.80 percent mark which has been tested several times this month remember and which still holds ground as the federal reserve will continue to tell investors that they will keep the interest rates high for long and if nothing just to make sure that the market conditions don't loosen too fast to put the Federal Reserve's inflation battle at jeopardy. But of course, whatever the Federal Reserve members say today, the prospects of further disinflation in the US for next year are clearly the major driver of the market pricing into this year. And, and big banks have their opinion because Goldman, for example, thinks that at this point, the hard part of the inflation fight is over, while JP Morgan predicts that core PC index in the US, which excludes food and energy prices and which is one of the Federal Reserve's favorite inflation gouges along with the super core PC index which also excludes housing prices remember so JP Morgan expects that core PC index in the US will fall to two and a half percent level in the first half of next year as such the Fed expectations remain well, quite soft and sweet right now. The falling yields further away on the US dollar. The US dollar index is now testing the 103 support to the downside and has given away more than half of the gains that it recorded between July and October this year. And obviously, the combination of falling long-term yields in the US and cheaper US dollar continues to push the price of an ounce of gold higher these days. This morning, the precious metal is trading just shy of the $20, $20 level. But, but as I was saying at yesterday's episode, the upside potential in gold is clearly limited at the current levels as the US bond rally will, will soon leave its place to consolidation and correction. So that's at least my base case scenario. The Middle East tensions have been softer over the past few days and gold is simply about to step into the overbought market territory while the price of an ounce of gold is at a spitting distance of the all-time high level of around $20.80 per ounce. Now, coming back to my yield story, 
even though a pause in the U.S. bond rally would be well, healthy after an impressive rally over the past month, as I just said before. Well, a deeper fall in oil prices globally could actually support a further rally in the U.S. sovereign space still. And in fact, well, note that there is a positive correlation between crude oil prices and the U.S. 10-year yield. So this means that the cheaper the oil prices, the lower the U.S. 10-year yield and simply but simply because cheaper oil actually tames inflation expectations and hence softens the Federal Reserve expectations. And well, you know what? Oil prices could further decline if OPEC Plus fails to deliver a substantial supply cut at their meeting this week. Now, Saudi Arabia is reportedly asking other cartel members like crazy to reduce their supply as well to have a kind of a powerful impact on the global oil prices as it looks clear by the day and it looks clear as a daylight that another 1 million barrel per day cut from Saudi Arabia alone won't even suffice to stabilize oil prices today. So the barrel of US crude is down for the fifth consecutive session today and it's remains offered into the $75 per barrel level this morning at the time I'm talking here. Both bulls and bears are waiting in a bush to buy or to sell in reaction to what solution OPEC Plus will come out this week. As such, well, gasoline prices in the US are also down for the 60th straight day, according to the Bloomberg data. It is good news, obviously, for the Federal Reserve's inflation battle, and it is even better news for of the US President Joe Biden's election campaign next year. And oh, look at this. We were discussing in the comments at yesterday's episode that the US actually must refill its strategic reserves at some point in time. And that should eventually throw a floor under the oil sell-off. Remember that. But look, look at what I'm reading this morning on Bloomberg News. I'm reading that efforts to refill the U.S. emergency oil reserve are being slowed by companies that are actually delaying the return of oil that they have borrowed. In the sense, Shell, Chevron and Total Energies were apparently among nine big oil companies that borrowed the government oil from the U.S. as part of an exchange program over the past two years. And you know what? Although they were due to repay the crude this year and, well, next year, while well, the three big companies actually received the U.S. approval to delay about 5 million barrels in returns until 2024 and 2025. So in plain English, this obviously means that the U.S. government is not in a rush to refill these reserves before the next year U.S. elections. Full stop. Now, of course, the energy companies are feeling the pinch of a persistent fall in global oil prices recently. And in this respect, ExxonMobil, for example, is down by around 13% over the past month only. But note also that last month's prices in ExxonMobil marked an all-time high levels for the company, of course, in the short run, unless OPEC Plus well, manages to come to the rescue of the oil market and the oil bulls and just find a way to stabilize and boost oil prices globally, oil stock will likely remain under some further downside pressure. But, but in the medium to long run, the investor community is increasingly, increasingly placing its 
trust into oil companies, big oil companies, for ensuring a rapid and scalable energy transition as they are actually making more money than God, as says uh, the U.S. President Joe Biden, and that they have means actually to make an impactful change for the world. Whether they have the envy is obviously another question, but listen to this. Uh, Deutsche Bank's CIO actually recently admitted, that was last week, I remember, that big oil has its place in the ESG funds. Yes, big oil companies are normally the biggest enemy of the ESG investing and the idea to invest in big oil companies for noble climate purposes will be very, very hard to swallow for those people who actually fight for the climate cause. But but you know what? Desperate times call for desperate measures. iShares Global Clean Energy ETF, for example, is down by more than 60% since January 2021. And a recent Bloomberg survey of investors actually reveals that around 57% of investors expect the clean energy ETF from iShares to extend its losses next year. And there's still a 43% thinking that the government's, the world government's climate efforts must at some point show in the financial portfolios as well. But good news is that China, for example, is not kidding when it just comes to, to energy transition. The Chinese are actually set to install as much solar panels this year, just this year, as the entire world did in 2022. So there is something to look into in this ESG funds and if oil companies could help them, well, just be it. So this is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshka and thanks for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful comments and messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments and please do not forget to hit that like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them. So I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.